Welcome to Spinny Saturday and the Field of 68 Best Bets show presented by Bet Rivers. We are the three man weave here with our spinny hats, here to take you through another enormous Saturday slate. We got like 138 games, light work, as the kids like to say. Matthew Cox, how you doing? Takeaways from Friday, which was a, sl- a short slate. Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, big slate today. Uh, I actually did a different approach last night. It's by handicapping, trying to kind of reverse the juju. Although, hey, we got back in the win column on Thursday. And for that reason, we will not be seeing any live fish consumed <laughs> on this show. And everyone's very happy about that. And most importantly, me, Jim. Uh, but I did learn that Buffalo, I'll go right to the mid-major takeaway here. Um, not a good team. They are broken. Oh, They're one man. of these many mid-majors this season that were expected to be at the top of their conference totem pole and for a variety of reasons just have not delivered. I think Buffalo's issue is defense. They just don't guard anybody. And uh, when you have the athletes that they do, I find that somewhat unexcusable. Inexcusable, yeah, I should say. The, their, their issue yesterday was just effort. Like they just trying. And trying helps too. Yeah, kind trying of, does it, help. It eluded them. Uh, my takeaway is that, you know the phrase, having a horseshoe up one's butt? Yes, love that the phrase. Buck and Broncos of Boise have all four horseshoes up their <laughs> butt right now. Uh, <laughs> hey. They just win close game after close game. Now, granted, you have to make your own luck. At some point, Marcus Shaver just makes every clutch shot known to man. But they got a call reversed late right before overtime that, that gave them the ball back. They hit a three and then got a terrible foul call on Orlando Robinson to start overtime where he fouled out. So uh, Boise is... They're sailing along, winning every close game. I don't know how long it lasts. I kind of am looking forward to hopefully they make the tournament and fading in there, but that's a long ways off. So I I, I won't get ahead of myself, Kai. I'm not doing a takeaway because we have too many games to talk about. Although, Matt, snails are mollusks. We got to let the people know they're mollusks. They're not fish. They're not. What are you saying? What's that word? Mollusk. You really really thought snail was a fish? I don't know. I don't know what whatever (laughs) word Kai's saying is like some animal species I'm not aware of. Did you look this up pre show? Mollusk? How do you spell this? I'm going to go this right now. M-O-L-U-S-K. All right. Let's no, talk basketball. This is, this is foreign to me. Basketball huh. time. Interesting. We got a really good one to start off the slate here. It's Kentucky at Kansas. Thank the good basketball lord for the Big 12 SEC Challenge, Jim. It's going to be awesome. I love this game. No tie-tie Washington. Does that skew you towards the Jayhawks? Uh, not totally. I think the number's right. Uh, excuse me towards the under Mr. McEwen. That's the, where I'm leaning. I, I think he is big for their offense. The on off splits portray major impact for Ty Ty on the Kentucky offense. And also like having that two point guard really allows them to push in transition. Maybe they still do it with Mince and Wheeler. Um, but Matt seven of the last eight between Kentucky and Kansas have gone under. And I think that number's pretty high up there at 153. A lot of those games, too, are early in the season. First game of the year where teams are all playing faster. Right. Now we're into conference play. I feel like the tempos is tampered down a little bit. I'm definitely leaning towards the under. Love the under. I think the price on the side is razor sharp. If you have a strong take on either, I, I would. I guess I'm curious as to how you can be so confident. I think both teams are really good. Both teams are playing, uh, starting to kind of find out who they are. To me, the whole thing is tie tie. Jim talked about it. I can't back Kentucky without him in there. I think he's paramount with his backcourt it's pretty thin um i'm just fascinated to see who wins the battle of the bruises up front david mccormick versus oscar shibway shocking that mccormick's you think he wins it's funny that uh, mccormick's actually out rebounding 
Oscar on a per possession basis so far in conference play, but I think Oscar plays more minutes and I think we both agree he's the better rebounder, but still that's a battle of two, just absolute man child up front. Yeah. yeah they're, they're one, two in the country in offensive rebounding rate. Uh, McCormick is number one. Sheboy two, but Sheboy's number one. Kim Palm player of the year right now, man. He is, he is wonderful. He's been better. He's been better. They're, they're around the same size. They're both around 6'10", 250 ish, 255. They actually played each other back on December, tw- uh, December, 2020. West Virginia, Kansas, McCormick, 10 and 11 in that game. Sheboy, three and five. He had a pretty tough year that season. He's overshadowed by Culver that year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kentucky with no tight tie, lost to Auburn, obviously, survived Mississippi State in overtime. I think he's very important for them. The, the LSU lost too. They didn't have him late in that game. Yeah. Five and a half seems high for, for a Kentucky spread in general, but Fog Allen, Kansas kind of lean towards their way. Stay away, guys. Baylor at Alabama, another awesome Big 12 SEC matchup. I think Baylor, Matthew, is much, much better than Alabama, plain and simple. But the Tide have this giant killer mentality. We've seen them beat Houston. We've seen them beat Gonzaga. They're just one of two teams to do either one of those this season. Who do you like? I like Alabama. Um, it's just, I'm such a sucker for home Alabama. We've seen them play well in big spots this year, right? Like the Gonzaga game, you look at, um, what was it? The Houston effort. And I think both of those were in spot. Well, I guess specifically the Houston game was one where they coming off two or one tough performances. They really haven't been fully entirely healthy. I know today there's some roster shakeups there. The one I'm looking at is Juwan Gary supposed to return today. Uh, he was a really big piece to them just like a month ago. It seems like we forgot about him with all the, it's these the players on Bama sometimes are interchangeable. It's tough to pick out who's who on the floor, especially those wings, because they all kind of blend together. But Gary's important, and I think him playing today, he's supposed to be available. I think he makes a big difference. I'm just kind of making on a big Bama home crowd, Jim, and Alabama to finally make some damn shots from out the, the outside. Yeah, they they have been shooting very poorly. And to be fair, I don't think this team is as good of a shooting team as they they were in the past, but. Uh, our guy Pete in the chat pointed out to me, like Quinterly's three point percentage is down 20% from last year. Like yeah. that is drastic. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't think he's a 47% three point shooter or whatever, but uh, he's going to start making some shots. Matt, we also have a Kinjo probably returning for Baylor here. He, he practiced uh, apparently on Friday. So I expect him to be in there. Kai, these are two of the four teams in the country with four Q one a wins. So both mm. are very well versed in winning massive, massive games. The other two, just for trivia concerns, Auburn and Providence, the Friars. Wow. Uh, Yeah, the last few efforts from Alabama have been rough. I I just don't know if they can compete here, even at home, even with, as as Evan points out in the chat, Tuscaloosa rocking today. I don't know. Alabama, Matt, they like to run. They want to make this a sprint, and that might be careful what you wish for sort of thing against Baylor. They don't mind playing in transition. Jeremy Sohan, Baylor hasn't lost with him in the lineup. Uh, yeah, he matters. Player. He matters. Next game, another one from this wonderful challenge. Tennessee at Texas. I believe this is Rick Barnes' first trip back to Austin. Uh, maybe, what a maybe his homecoming. family took a vacation there. I don't know. Yeah, Chris Beard had a has a little fireside chat podcast sort of thing he does um, on video. He had Rick Barnes on it. It was a nice conversation between the two. Oh. They have a lot of respect for each other. Jim, I think this is Texas's game. Um, I think the 23-point win over TCU was a start of something, but I still have no idea what Chris Beard is doing with his lineups. DC played three minutes last game, and Cunningham played 24. Yeah. Is that what you would do if you were the coach, Jim, of Texas? 
it is not, but they won by 25. So there's a it reason worked. Mr. Beard is in charge there. And yeah. I am. How many final fours do you have, Mr. McKeon? <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 let's kind of take a second and assess who we are and who, who is. Yeah. The I've, I've, I've yet to take Texas Tech to the NCAA title game and to the brink of a title <laughs> outside of a, a yeah. DeAndre Hunter late three. Um, yes, yeah, the, the rotations certainly confuse me too, but if they're clicking and I think one of the issues with this team coming to the year was that everybody wants to shoot. And that is one, I guess, reason to play Brock Cunningham is he'll do all the other stuff and let everybody else shoot. So perhaps that works. And, and Matt, honestly, I'm just not that impressed with Tennessee lately. They, to me, they've underperformed expectations this season. Um, this is a better spot for them as a dog. I think that's where they're feisty. I don't want them laying points at home, uh, big points, but uh, I, I'm kind of with Kai. Just this one, looking at it, initial gut reaction was, this feels like Texas's game to me. Yeah. Agree. It's been bet up. Unfortunately, I think it's up to four now in most places. If you hopped in early at like a three or anything less, two and a half, I think maybe some shops had it at to start. I think you got good value, but right now, uh, nothing really for side. I My initial gut, though, when I saw just the matchup was, oh, ugly. I'm not going to tune into this game. Um, I have a pretty strong lead here to under. It's actually been bet up a little bit. Low total, I believe it opened around 125. It's up to 127, 126. I think it's a rock fight both ways. Um, yeah. Just you talked about Tennessee's offensive lulls and Texas certainly can go through droughts themselves. I think this is a gross, gross game. Yeah, there's Did not you a... Guys, do you know what Texas is ranked in adjusted offensive efficiency? Is it good? They're 33rd nationally. I'm cheating. I have it up. You, you, I have you, it up. you definitely <laughs> cheated. I'm shocked right. they're 33rd. They don't feel 33rd to me. And yeah, third in the Big 12 gym. Slow. I know. It does feel, does feel a little bit, huh? Really? We've just seen such awful efforts from Tennessee offensively this year, uh, countless games. I just don't know if they can score. And in Texas, eh, low possession. It could be sub-60 possessions. Wouldn't be surprised in this game. The under does seem like kind of an okay play here, even though the total is so low. Uh, next game, last one from the challenge we're going to hit, I believe, on this outline. Uh, chat mob, I'm sure we'll hit them all. Though. Uh, LSU at TCU. My initial gut, Matthew was, I kind of well, like send, TCU. Send it my way. Matt's, Matt's rallying okay. in chat troops. My initial gut here, Jim, was I kind of like TCU here. Uh, LSU not really knowing what to expect. Maybe they take it lightly at TCU. Uh, they're not a big deal, not a big opponent. But Henson might play in this game, and that's huge. And that takes you off an underplay, in my opinion. And that kind of skews me towards LSU. Yeah. Your thoughts. Yeah, I'm the, the Pinson thing's interesting. Last I saw was expected to be available on limited minutes. So maybe you're getting him on a pitch count out there. That probably does scare me off the under. Uh, he they've just played faster and been better offensively with him. Uh, but yeah, this it feels like the home crowd should play up with TCU. They just laid a stinker in their last time out. Uh, I, I think they're gonna be better this time around. Um, yeah, the the, the whole Pinson injury trying to decode what's going on there is is difficult. Uh, Days is supposed to play. Tari Eason's supposed to play. They've also been banged up. Um, but yeah, Matt, I, this one, it's tough. I, I don't have a lot here between these two. I was hoping to catch like four or five with TCU. I have a pretty strong lean toward the Horn Frogs here. They've just been a lot better at home. Uh, the home road splits from a, against the spread perspective back that up. And we know LSU is not quite as juggernautish uh, away from the Maravich Center. So just from a pretty simple, basic handicapping angle, I think the Horn Frogs are a good play here. I like the coaching edge too. I continue to think Jamie Dixon is um, one of the more underrated coaches within that conference. And they're healthy, uh, unlike LSU. And I know they're getting healthier today. We mentioned Pinson. We don't know how good he'll be. You know, we, Pinson can be very erratic. And certainly, I think the risk of him being 
uh, the bad Jekyll or Hyde, whatever version you want to call the bad version today coming off the injury is Hyde. Okay. Well, you see Hyde could also be like the the bad guy who destroys defenses. But yeah, so I think there's a good chance you get Mr. The Hyde version of Pinson today. And you're right. He's huge for this offense that needs his playmaking stability uh, and also disruption on defense. Yeah. Without Pinson, two and three against the spread, they've scored over one point per possession one time in those five games that was against Texas A&M. So they need him in the lineup to, to score here. Jim, you had something oh, to say. Yeah. One, I, I saw this, I think last night on Twitter per, per Haslam metrics, LSU's last in the country in momentum, which is shocking yeah. to me. Um, Cause it, they're he, so hot to start, right? That's yeah, it. He contextualized it. It's not like they've been laying egg after egg, but mm-hmm. they just, they, they haven't had one of their best performances a long time. That was early in the season when they were blowing out mid major teams with pressure at home. Yeah. It's a different story in, in power conference ball. Total perspective. I liked the under with Pinson probably out, but uh, it's it opens so low, incredibly low. It kind of scared me off. It's gone up actually now. Um, I don't see how TCU scores that easily against LSU's defense, which is incredible. And TCU is a top 20 uh, defensive team as well. They've been playing fantastic. Uh, so I guess I got no take there. But Matt, I bet you have plenty of takes from the oh, chat mob. Chat mob round one. Round it up. What do we got? Well, these aren't my takes. I'm just more of a moderator here in this circumstance, Kai. I want to also highlight a sort of new section. I'm going to start right here, right now. Chat mob locks. People kind of sharing their best bets. I want to just kind of float these out there to us. We can let a game back and forth. A three kind of caught my eye to start. Eric Braun, North Dakota State plus 10. Brandon Bailey, UCF, calling this his lock of the day, hosting Houston at home. And Ethan Wright taking the dragons of Drexel, catching six and a half. Jimmy, pick one. Break it down. I love North Dakota State. I think that Me is too. a terrific bet. Uh, Ten points in that matchup is crazy. Uh, they they have played seven times in the last I think four years and or three years and have not had one decided by more than five. Uh, last game, not North Dakota State got down huge, came back. Uh, I, I think we see something similar, or not not similar to that, but I think we see a close result once again. Big 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 into that one. Matt, I'll, I'll give you Drexel, Matt. I'll take uh, UCF. I, I think UCF is a good bet today to yep. to. Cover against Houston, it's a huge spot for them. Um, and then they have the talent, I think, to stack up against Houston, who hasn't played a very good team like UCF, aside from Wichita State, on the road since like December 18th ish. And since losing Sasser and Mark, which and is since, yep, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, as Edwards has been amazing, but still, they've not been the same team away from Houston. So I, I think the home court there is pretty huge for UCF, who can just go nuclear with that home crowd behind them. Uh, hey, most important, most discussed chat mile question is obviously Duke Louisville. Maybe like the weirdest handicap of the entire season. The ch- the spread opened minus nine, and people are apparently buying into this mega Louisville rally, you know, circle the wagons type of thing. Jim, um, what do you see here? It's been bet down to six and a half, six. Is there any play? No, nah, I was thinking under, but I don't know if Louisville is going to change their approach uh, with tempo wise uh, under the new coach. So I'm staying away from that. Uh, unders have been good with no keels in there for Duke because he, yep. he's, he's very good for them uh, offensively. Uh, what was the other? I had another angle here, but I forget. Oh, I just don't think this Louisville roster is that awesome. It's a lot of uh, major <laughs> transfers. So it's not like, oh, Chris Mack was holding yeah. them back. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's side. I think it's pretty weird that I haven't seen anyone on Duke. Um Everyone assumes that they're going to play awesome without Mac. I don't know if that's the case at all. Even without Keels, I think six is getting pretty low. I crowd should be awesome. Uh, I think this is like a very, yeah, sure. It feels like a very vintage home dog type spot. But again, I think Duke's really good. Um, Certainly prone to let down on the road, but uh, not going to back it here. Matthew Akers asked about Oral Roberts, Denver, and Eastern Washington, Montana, eyeing two west to mid 
middle big sky country west matchups kai um denver at home we just talked about how good they've been um at home at altitude oral roberts though been pretty damn hot in conference play you look at anything here i know and i hate to go against old stucky but i think oral roberts is going to cover and, and win uh, minus seven is pretty short for a team i consider way better than denver and we just saw denver lose by 11 to umkc at home i don't think they're invincible should be a high scoring game too. So seven should yeah. play to a smaller number there on the road. Jim, uh, Eastern Washington, I guess I like the Red Eagles there going on the road uh, to Montana. I've just been very impressed with this Ewash team. I think they're playing a lot like and closer to the level that Legan's left behind there with his uh, with his former mentee and now head coach, uh, Riley. I disagree. I like Montana. Okay. They've been like, I think they're seven or eight and one against. I don't trust Montana from year. last year. I'm still scarred from like last year, Montana. They every, time, Montana. every time they comfortably <laughs> cover this year, Matt, I'm like, wow, this is such a different Montana <laughs> team. And they've yeah. done it multiple times. I actually like drain free throws. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton oh, okay. of over history in this, this matchup. And I think this play is up tempo wise. Kai Jeff Spector, AKA 007. Yeah, great. Virginia name. Tech, Florida State. I like the Knowles a lot. So, Matt, okay, I did like the Knowles as well. And in fact, I had them as a bet. And then I realized Jim told us Malik Osborne's out for the year, man. I, I cannot back Florida State without him uh, in, in this type of game where Virginia Tech needs a win very, very badly. So I'm staying fully away, but I liked Florida State at, the, at uh, minus two, minus two and a half with you as well initially. Osborne's good. I just like John Butler, the young uh, seven foot string bane that's kind of coming to his own. So I'm not actually super worried about the lack of Osborne, especially in this matchup. Virginia tech versus athletes has been a bad recipe. Yeah, bad thing for sure. And yeah, yeah. historically Hamilton has owned young in that because yeah. of that, I think, and their teams have similar DNAs the last two years. So those precedents, I think do matter. Florida state uh, 71st in Kenton is crazy. They dropped 18 they, spots after that Georgia tech loss. Yeah. yeah I think it's Lukey agree. Okay, good. Just more points on the old, the Knowles side, <laughs> Austin Rayleigh. Jim, you lobbied for this. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not this game. We'll get to the other ASUN showdown later, but we will get right now to Bellarmine, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, any thoughts on this one? Two really good offenses. What gives? Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised at the total. I think the tempo is not going to be that fast. Bellarmine likes to play slow, um, but I, this I, the coaching edge, I think, is so strongly on the Bellarmine side. Like, I am not a Michael mm-hmm. Fly guy, I, but the talent, the athleticism and talent is heavily on Gulf Coast. So, I guess which side do you do you lean there is is up to you. I, I have no bet on that game. It, this is the ultimate coaching versus talent slash athletes. Like this is if any matchup you'll see all season, this is it. So if you have an angle on that general blueprint, and here's your <laughs> game to hop in on it. Yeah. Um, Kai also, Mister, asked about Arkansas State versus Coastal Carolina. Now we are Red Wolves guys. <laughs> Are you back on today? Yeah, I'm howling today too, baby. I, I don't know what chance of clears. I guess they're roosters, right? So they probably cockadoodle. Pro, yeah, but, rooster. Uh, I, <laughs> they do a lot of love, chanting, Kai. Yeah, wolves love to eat. They love to eat shants for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, man, Arkansas State could be the best team in the Sun Belt. Um, they're more talented. I think four is a is a uh, gift from the gambling gods. Ooh, Arkansas, that's never failed before. A State for me. I agree. I just backed them last game. Did not go well for them. I think they bounced back today. Uh, Coming yeah. from uh, Boone, North Carolina, up in the mountains, just down yeah. there to. Coastal. You hate, you hate App State too. You just don't like them. I used to like them and I gave up on them. Now I'm like, should I not have given up on them? So yeah, I've been playing whack-a-mole with that team all season. <laughs> uh, Jim, Kyle asking about Moorhead versus Murray State. It is a big spread in my not-so-humble opinion, given how good Moorhead's been, but that also doesn't consider how unbelievable Murray's been. Yeah, Murray, I don't. They last game they won by five at Tennessee Tech. That was a shaky performance, but perhaps it was a look ahead to this one, one of the like four OVC games that actually matters. 
Um, but I agree. That's a little high. Morehead State's got athletes. They got size. Broom could potentially dominate the, the paint here. He's been unbelievable lately. I think Jared Burson had a stat that he's like the first person in four or, or this decade to have four straight games of 15, yep. 10, and five blocks in, in wins. So Broom rocks. Yeah, both Morehead and Murray kind of caught in sandwich flat spots on Thursday. Simo uh, took Morehead to overtime. So both, again, kind of looking ahead of this game. Clearly, this is a big game. Um, Kai, Chris Garvin asked about St. Bonaventure versus St. Joseph's. I don't know mm. what team I dislike more. Um, yeah. I've actually been pretty impressed by St. Joe's offense, but they ignore the other side of the ball. And St. Bonaventure is just a, what are they at this point? Yeah, I'm not they? sure. I'm not sure the body should be favored by double digits against anyone right now. So I'd, I'd lean the dog. Yeah. 11 big number, but uh, I, I think they, if, if they care, they should score the will against that St. Joe's defense that has no interest in stopping transition. Um, Jim, Ryan Abramowitz asking about, he got two on tap, Santa Clara, San Francisco, um, pretty interesting matchup angle there. Let's just start there. I mean, Don's man, what a bummer. They are got to get that game wounds. against St. Mary's. Yeah. yeah. A 23 point lead in the first half. Oh my God. I can't believe they blew that game. Very similar to the BYU thing. So you could say they come out angry here, but this isn't like a bad Santa Clara team. That's no, going to roll good. over and die. Um, so Santa Clara just beat BYU on a late buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels a little high number wise. It does. Um, Sort of lean towards the over. I think both teams are willing to run. Hey, Matt, fun facts. This is fun. Ken Palm like fun said facts. there are six games this year where the margin has not gotten outside of like seven points. Santa Clara has been in three of those games. So they keep games close. Hmm. Interesting. How about yeah, that? And travels very little, both their area yep. squads. Um, yeah, I'm with Jim. Dust a little bit high, even though the game will play to a pretty high number, uh, given the pace and offense efficiency on both sides. Uh, the other one, Mr. Rollins was asking about Kai. Green Bay, Robert Morris. I'm still very annoyed at my Phoenix for laying an egg, uh, but the key development in that game on Thursday was Donovan Ivory, arguably their most valuable player. One of their two or three most valuable players is uh, done for the year. Some sort of reassessing my Green Bay take. He's off the team, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Bobby Moe has not been so bad despite their roster issues. Anything in this game? Uh, I can't figure them out just like every other Horizon team. And without Ivory, I I don't want to back Green Bay. So full stay away. There's other, there's 137 other games. There are already elsewhere. And here's one more, Jim. Elon at William and Mary being requested from Scott Craig. I think it's a pretty short spread for William and Mary playing anyone, even though they've been better in conference. I kind of lean Elon here. They've been much better. Uh, these two just played. This is one of those quick turnaround. Oh, yeah. Back to back. Thank you. Their last game was, was head to head. William and Mary kept it close ish. But yeah, I, I kind of the home court probably too strong in this one for the teams that are making the same travel, just played each other. I don't think it's worth much. So slightly into Elon. Yeah. And uh, Graham dominated up front in that game. And William Mary has no post presence. That uh, Hervey, who we thought was going to be a key guy, is, isn't a playing. He's a he's, yeah, I don't must be hurt or something. Who knows? Uh, Kai, the Paris 11 asking about Hofstra heading to the Colonial Darlings this year, UNC yep. Wilmington. Catching four and a half feels short to me, but I mean, Getting in front of that Wilmington freight train does not sound very fun right now. I'm really disappointed that Oddsmakers made this too high for me to take because I thought I think this is a home run for Hofstra, um, but four and a half was too much for me to lay. Hofstra's weird. Uh, they're two be- arguably their two best players are coming off the bench and playing like 20 minutes a game. Yeah, hey, they're deep. Uh, Pat Taylor's got three on tap, Jim. I'm going to throw you VMI East Tennessee State because me and Kai love. 
well, sorry, well, Kai actually did pull the trigger on East Tennessee State. I wanted to. You were smart enough to not do that. Tell tell the folks why they should not do as me. And Kai I wouldn't did. say I love this game, by the way. Let's <laughs> clarify that. <laughs> I think these two are like pretty similar, especially after ETSU has no post presence uh, with with some of the uh, defections that they've had off the roster. And I, th- I kind I think VMI has owned ETSU in recent years. I, I will double check that and I, I will report back in like 10 seconds. Remember East Tennessee state got up like 20 something in the first meeting this year and then blew a huge lead only one by one, uh, a loser for minus one and a half backers like myself, make sure to take the money line. You don't need to take minus one and a half folks. That's just dumb betting. Um, but I think ETSU knows that VMI is legit and they're not going to take a mile, even though they had them buried there in the first half. VMI is 0 and 10 straight up, but six, three and one against the spread. Okay, so always close. It makes sense. I mean, I think that style is tough to prepare for. Um, uh, what up, Pat Taylor? Sorry, you had two other questions. Oh, NC State, UNC, Kai. Pretty big rivalry there. It's In, a pretty big uh, rivalry. The research triangle, Tobacco yeah. Road. Uh, I decided to stay away from this game. I don't think Darcy, Dawson Garcia is back. I'm not sure he matters a whole lot, uh, much to my chagrin, um, but I, I didn't want to mess with it. Seven felt actually a little short, um, was leading towards the heels, but no, no clear feel in this one. I kind of like the under. I like under U- too. I, UNC has been way better defensively at home. Like way home. better. I like UNC at home here. I think they smack NC State, to be honest. That's my take. I think they dominate the pain. Baycott's been a monster. I think people don't realize how good Baycott's been this season, by the way. Uh, Jim, Georgetown Butler. I don't really want to talk about this game, but maybe just to lament Georgetown's defense. Yeah, this, w- this would have been an under bet for me, but I, Georgetown's defense has been so catastrophically terrible recently. 50% shooting in like four straight games. Uh, no, thanks. I, I'm, I'm staying far away. Butler actually looks competent, but I don't want to lay points with that team. All right, Kai, last one here. Battle for Richmond. Got to talk about Richmond versus VCU. Is this best bet? Yeah, save it. Save it. Yeah. We will save it. All right. It's being holstered back pocket. Let me round up the next batch of questions. But until that time, let's go back to the outline. <laughs> Illinois Kai. at Kai. Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team takes on <laughs> takes on Champagne's Big Ten team. Uh, <laughs> Illinois Matt comes to town to visit our Wildcats with Kofi out. I think he's out. I believe he's out. Um, yeah, him and Carmelo both confirmed out. I believe. Right. Yeah. I say look out for Northwestern. This is not a bad team. They've played almost everyone close. They're hungry for another Big Ten win. They haven't won a game though in the Big Ten this year at home. Does that concern you? And you know there's going to be a lot of Illini fans in the building. There's, it's going to be half and half, I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, it does, Kai. I think there's a reason why they haven't won a game at home. They don't have a good home court because, like, Chicago's just like a – it's like the Rutgers of the – that's kind of bad. It's like the St. Yeah, John's and the Geese where it's like you have a bunch of fans from all the schools that happen to just live in the city. So, in Illinois, obviously, a ton of people here in Chicago are Illinois alumni. I think it's too short. I would take Illinois. I don't care if Kofi's out. I don't care if Corbello's out, Jim. Um, still very impressed with how they played without those dudes. I know Michigan State kind of made that a crawl last game. Illinois did sneak by at home. You're right, Kyle. Western's been competitive, but I think Illinois catching or laying only a fuel goal is too cheap. Three and a half, yeah, yeah three I'm, and a half, four. I'm with three you. And half, the, okay. the price being a little cheap there. That's still a quality team. We, we saw Boston's Verdon play well in that Kofi role, and they still Monster. have a boatload of shooters. So, Yeah, I, I think Nance is a tough matchup for, for Illinois. Um, and Ryan Young becomes more important for them without Kofi. But yeah, Bosman's Verdonk is actually quite stout. He's he's like a uh, an action figure. He's ridiculous. He's not very good at basketball, but he's very big, very strong. Uh, shooting is obviously key for Illinois. They can shoot the crap out of the ball. And Chris Collins, Matt, he's he's been giving away games. Second half, 
down the stretch, Northwestern's kind of become their MO, and I hate to say it, but he's gotten a reputation for it. The team doesn't sure. have the clutch gene, Kai. Yeah, I don't feel confident betting on him. Uh, how about this Big Ten game, though, guys? Jim, Michigan goes to Michigan State. We finally get this game after it was canceled the first time. My gut says Michigan wins this. Am I crazy? Am I, am I out there, Jim? What do you think? No, I don't think you are. I think Michigan is a, a little bit on the ascendancy, although that Northwestern effort was was kind of terrifying. They did manage to pull it out. I think the angle or the, the emergence that's been most important is Caleb Houston's making shots now. And that was kind of like a big ingredient to their success or presumed success early in the year was, all right, we have this five-star shooter that's going to come in and just space the court around Dickinson, give more driving lanes for Devontae Jones. I think that's starting to trend up. And again, I just don't think Michigan State has played that well recently. Um, mm-hmm. that, like one of their only covers was Wisconsin without Tyler Wall, who is an entirely different team. They just have not been good against the number. I think this sets up decently well for Michigan, Matthew. It, it, as crazy as that sounds with how poorly they've played, I just I, I think it's their game. I agree. I like Wolverines. I'd like to catch four, four and a half, five. I think four's out That's there, true. but I was, yeah. was hoping maybe it'd rise a little bit higher. Um, and that's from coming from someone Kai, who's been a pretty big believer, perhaps a stubborn believer in this Sparty team. I know that their fans have not been pleased with how they've played, um, but they continue to win games. Um, I, 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 they're sitting in a good position right now in the Big Ten standings. They lost to Illinois without Kofi and Curbelo. Yeah, they lost play competitively. Western without Pete Nance. <laughs> play, play competitively. Um, I just think this is a good team. So I'm not like in a hurry to fade <clears throat> Sparty right now, even though I think this is they're laying too many points in a game that I don't think has like a true big 10 home court advantage here travels pretty close. Uh, I don't think the Michigan state, the Michigan state home is not played as strongly this year, just in general, you look at their ATS. Your framing of Michigan state's play is probably the thing you and I have disagreed <laughs> on most in, in this. Uh, I think they're good. This show. Yeah. I don't care what, how they play. I think good. they can be good. They yeah. haven't played good. They're a good team. Their players don't excite me. I don't think they're that talented. Uh, no, first la- talented. last year, Michigan state won against Michigan at Michigan state convincingly and Michigan was top three in the country held Dickinson to 12 points, got him in foul trouble and rocket Watts, Jim's boy scored 21 points off the bench for Michigan state rocket Watts is not walking through that door. And that's probably to the, the glee of Michigan. That state was things. like the game that got the Spartans in the tournament. Like, yeah. That was massive. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I lean Michigan here. I, I think they could win outright. Diabate and Houston seem like matchup issues to me for, for Michigan state, uh, Indiana, at Maryland, Matt, we're doing Big Ten once again. Your Indiana Hoosiers. I call this one the War of Utility. Maryland is three and nine against the spread at home this year. Indiana is zero and five against the spread on the road. <laughs> they are poor away from Assembly Hall. Who do you like here? I like the Hoosiers. I think this is cheap. Um, you're right. Maryland at home has been basically whatever. We've seen those crowds. There's not a lot. I think Indiana now is like learned the lesson enough times going on the road. I think they finally get the win here. They, they, they got the one in Nebraska did not play well in that game consistently, but they did. Um, they, they at least got the monkey off their back. The Penn state game we saw was sort of outlier shooting uh, Jim. I don't know. I don't think Indiana on the road is like an auto fade situation, especially going to Maryland, a team. I'm just not super jazzed about, especially at home. I think the Hoosiers dominate the paint. Well, the Hoosiers have not covered a road game in nine games. They're 0-9 against the spread their last nine road games. So that's pretty close to an auto fade, but I do like that they only have to win. It's not like they need to win by seven or something. So I'm leaning towards the Hoosiers as well, but I'm a little spooked because of that angle. Yeah, I think spot sets up favorably for the Terps. Looking for a third straight Big Ten win. Indiana's beatable. 
Um, I like under game. actually, Kai. Sorry not to interject. I think yeah, I like, like under two. First first road game for Indiana in like twelve days. Um, yeah, I kind of lean the troops here. Last game on the rundown: North Texas at Louisiana Tech. Should be a great game. Yeah, we snuck in a Conference USA game here because it's basically the battle for first place, Jim. Along with UAB, these teams have one loss apiece in conference play. McCasland, Grant McCasland, coach North Texas. He's four and five against Louisiana Tech, a.k.a. these games are always close. They're back and forth. Who do you like? I don't really have a side, unfortunately. I know it's boring, but I really like the under. It's been bet down, unfortunately. People are all over this, but... Uh, eight of the nine meetings, eight of the last nine between these two have gone under. Uh, no one in, in those eight games, no one's hit 70 points. Like it, it, it is, these tank games are typically rock fights. North Texas succeeds at controlling the tempo. Louisiana Tech is comfortable playing that pace, playing through their big man inside with Kenneth Lofton. So, I, I, Matt, I think that's the best angle on this game, although the value is rapidly evaporating on the total. Uh, sidewise, I, I, I don't have much. I think the number's spot on. Yeah, number's pretty sharp. I do lane Louisiana Tech. I, I don't know why I feel like I'm not believing in this North Texas team, but man, they keep getting priced. Wait, I do fade them a lot, and like I like them. I just feel like they're getting priced like a top 50 team. Are we sure it's a better team than last year's? I'm not convinced. I think they've played pretty damn close to that level, and the key's been Mr. Perry's house of rain, but if he's not in or effective today, I think that guts a pretty key, uh, efficient source of offense for an offense that sometimes can get kind of stuck in the mud. They rely on their defense, but he's really been the balancing stabilizing force. I, I would not feel good backing the main green today. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah nine, uh, six and one against the spread this year. It's not like they've been overvalued yeah, and but that's, covered, that's a good point. They didn't cover without Perry last game. So yeah. Reading the, the stories, whatever on him, I bet he plays. Um, I can't see him being a hundred percent though. Um, after sitting out last game, uh, I, I lean towards uh, Louisiana tech here, North, North Texas, has not faced this good of a defense since UAB back on the sixth game they lost. Um, Louisiana Tech is the best defense right now in Conference USA play. Impressive. All right, chat mob, round two, Matthew Cox. Yeah, just kind of a bizarre extra one to start us off. I kind of jump all over the map here. Extra main, northeast, west, south. Get ready. Kai, you. Me. Maine, Vermont. Get this. Excited. Maine has one of the worst home courts in all of college basketball this season. Isn't that idea? Away. Ran the numbers last night. Yeah. Thoughts the matchup. Probably seven fans in attendance. That Wait, is Maine at Vermont today? I thought Vermont's going to Maine. Did I have Vermont. this wrong? <laughs> ah, <laughs> so that point means nothing. Anyway, Kai, uh, so fun facts point, aside. Yeah, 25 point spread is ginormous, but do you feel confident betting Maine against Vermont? No, I do not. So stay away. Jim, UConn laying eight against DePaul from our guy Kedrick. I kind of want to bet DePaul, but I don't know, man. UConn's been absolutely dominant up front lately, and DePaul without Javon Freeman-Liberty doesn't really excite me either. That's that's the the key factor for me. If he's in there, like maybe you can talk yourself into DePaul, but UConn's been terrific, and they have absolutely owned DePaul. I mean, they haven't played him a ton because they haven't been in the same conference, but dating back to 2011, they're 9-0 against the spread. Like They, they just haven't they, – they've blown out DePaul every time they played them. Maybe it's a new DePaul era, but I'm not going to risk my money to find out. Hi, Georgia Vanderbilt total. A very specific request from a fellow who's your Jack Stone. Yeah, I guess it feels ugly, feels low, but Georgia put up some points last game. I kind of lean towards the over. I don't think much defense is going to be played. Georgia wants to run, run, run. That's my lean. Georgia's playing faster in conference play. Yeah, they're starting to kind of play more Kreen-esque. Yep. More Kreen-esque. Yep. Agree. Kreen-esque. The Renzo bros asking about 
Mazura, Mazura. Jim, Tigers. are you taking the Tigers today? Some early money smashed it down. I think it got bet down to 10. Yeah, going to uh, Hilton Magic facing Iowa State for context. Good, good luck. I, Mizzou's been a lot feistier, hence the flag being right side up. They have earned that <laughs> privilege at this point. But uh, I think this is going to be a rock fight. Mizzou is playing a lot slower in conference play, the opposite of Georgia. Uh, they, Matt, we, we talked about how crazy they were to try to run with some of those teams in non-conference. Just don't do that. And I think they're trending way back down. Them going to Hilton Magic, I think it's kind of rock fight-ish, and Iowa State probably pulls away late. No take on the side. Pat Pat Taylor dropping another lock of the day. He thinks Cuse takes down Wake, kind of a fade Wake by low sell high, potentially decent matchup maybe yep. for Syracuse. Are you buying it or no? I, I actually like Syracuse as a dog. They're a favorite now. Probably stay yeah, away. Flipped. But yeah, I was on them first matchup. They covered in overtime. Um, I, I think they could win the game here. Yeah. Davian Williams did not play in that first game. I think he's a pretty big zone buster piece it's for Wake. So him back in the nugget. mix could Nor be a, a completed offense. The, and Monsanto. Healthy, like big time shooter. Yep. Yeah. I stayed away. I did too. Uh, I'm sure that'll be our famous last words. Jim, Avery Smith thinks Nova loses to St. John's today. What? Man, what? I tell you what, I, Colin Gillespie has what? probably been having nightmares over and over Hosh about Alexander, what Posh Alexander yeah. did to him last season. Just put him in the torture chamber. Uh, I think Posh was like the only Big East player nominated for National Defensive Player of the Year in the most recent cuts of that. He's just a total handful, and that that has caused Gillespie problems in the past. I don't think they lose, though. I, I think they're able to at least control tempo and, and keep this in the half-court game. Moneyline price sitting at plus 650, plus 700 some places. So, yeah, you throw 20 bucks to win 140, I guess I could get behind that little money line sprinkle. Uh, not an official endorsement, but but if it wins, I want this clip to be posted on Twitter <laughs> so we can count Colorado. Nova, Nova losing at home twice this season? That would yeah, be man, seems unlikely, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, all right, X, nope, skipping that one. Jim, nine route, Davidson bounce back, question mark, just got beat by VCU in a rematch. Um, and they're playing who today? I'm already forgetting who they're. LaSalle. LaSalle. I think they should smoke LaSalle. Davidson hasn't been awesome as a big favorite against the spread in conference. Uh, They were great against the spread in non-com, but their value has gotten pretty high up there. Um, So I think the number is about right. But my gut is like, boy, I don't want to back LaSalle. So uh, lean towards Davidson. I'm sorry. I'm going to agitate you here with asking you about Belmont, who I know you just backed recently and they slept walked against Austin P. Yeah. Uh, now they get Tennessee Martin, kind of one of our fun little pet dogs in the OVC. Do we think they lay the hammer today, laying 22 and a half? 23 too, high. too high for me, um, but I don't want to take Martin either, so stay away. Jim, Larry Gibbo, Auburn, Oklahoma. Auburn's pretty good. Uh, we've learned that clearly. Can Potter can Porter Moser draw up some poser, as I called him accidentally last show? Can he draw up some uh, some dark magic out of the cauldron and sprinkle it on Auburn and slow that <laughs> offense down? He might be able to. Um, I, I kind of think the tempo isn't isn't fast in this when we saw the Kentucky game play pretty slow for Auburn. But man, Kai, I know you've cited it multiple times on the show. Auburn against the spread at home has been an absolute wagon this mm-hmm. season, and I kind of think that continues today. Yeah, I'm going that. They're so good. Uh, I'm getting another Jack Stone total request, fellow Hoosier, asking Kai, Notre Dame, Virginia total. I got to think he's thinking under. This is one of those vintage Virginia super low totals. Any take yep. here? I, I lean the under as well, Matthew. I think that's a it's a sharp angle. Good job. Yeah, it's 123. Actually, not below 120 yet. So you're not in that like sweet spot of auto betting Virginia under sub 120, but it does feel like it's an under game. 
Uh, Jim, we're going to CenturyLink Omaha. Creighton hosting Xavier Road Xavier. Not as good as home Xavier. Apparently, it's a pink out in Omaha tonight. Do you like that home crowd, home hype angle here for the Jays? I do. I, I kind of like Creighton here. Um, Xavier's just been not sharp recently. It, something something has fallen by the wayside for them. I, I don't know if integrating Fremantle hasn't gone as smoothly as they'd hoped. He's not fully 100% or what. Uh, they're not making shots in an insane clip anymore either. Uh, I do lean, lean Creighton here in front of that big crowd. Kai, West Coast, request from the Dominator, BYU Pacific. I hate the, that I leaned Pacific on the opener. Um, they played well last game. I feel like they're just a little bit undervalued right now, but I'm just not in a mood where I need to fade Mark Pope. So I didn't uh, do it. Pacific is like, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Don't yeah. bet Pacific. Don't bet Pacific. Just, yeah. just stay away or bet the Lost to Portland by they got Nick. I they got Nick Blake back there for like Nick Blake matters. Nick Blake matters. He's so, he's good. They were winning solid. at half. They're winning at half. They're they winning at half. Thank you. I got think smoked in the second. BYU off a loss against the team that's inferior is going to be a recipe for disaster. That's true. Angry BYU does concern me, but I still stand by my Pacific is not as bad as you may think they are. Take. Uh, Matty Akers again, just kind of swarming our chat here. The question. Love to see it though, fellas. You got questions? Hog it. Dump them in. We'll get them. Ebeling Christian versus Lamar. Wait, man, is it just one? Yep. Pacific is two and 15 against the spread worse than the country. Yep. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> they will be better than that going forward. I promise you that. Uh, Jim, are we going to fade Lamar today? Again, they're playing Abilene Christian. It feels like it's a 30 point demolition. I thought Abilene was going to dem- demolish Rio Grande Valley last game and their six players and they weren't able to do that. So that it did for 25 minutes and then they stopped playing and then UT or RGB. Came yeah. Back. I mean, gun to my head, Abilene Christian covers, but I'm having a harder and harder time trusting them. Kai Weber state headed to Sacramento state. Uh, another one from acres. Weber state has been a wagon in conference play. We talked about this narrative in the non-conference. Yep. It is fully played out so far. Do you keep riding the train or is the value too steep now weighing 11? They rock too high for me to lay. Um, love that Dante Bassett's finally playing major minutes for them because he should. He's a Florida transfer. He's really good. Um, yeah, too high. Can't can't lay it. Sorry, Jim Scott Craig, Georgia Tech, Miami, Florida. Georgia Tech got a nice little win last game. Woo! Yeah, hey. I kind of Miami think off the like, insane buzzer beater, right? So yeah, what's the angle here? Passers weirdly been pretty good against Leonard Hamilton, so I'm throwing that out a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it's like the zone disrupts what Florida State wants buy to that. do. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Miami gets gets this done. We see a little more of a stinker from Georgia Tech, and Miami has a little bit of the team of destiny, kissed by God type of thing going right yeah. now. Kai Fondell, San Diego, LMU, Temple, SMU. Either of those matchups intrigue you. Temple, SMU. Boy, look at Temple. Look at the Owls go. Look at them hoot. Uh, I think SMU, I'm going to lean their way. At nine and a half seems high. I'll lean SMU. Nothing strong. Jim, anything on the other one there? I kind of liked uh, LMU as bad as they've been. I thought that opening line was really, really cheap. So was glad to see that bet up. And so I no longer have to bet LMU today. It's uh, three. I, I, right now. I like oh, the Toreros. I just think LMU is on a broken, very broken. downward trajectory. Yeah. San Diego is really feisty. And they've got some talent via the transfer. Wire. It's almost 11, Matt. Got a hus. Uh, all right, three more minutes here. That's my that concludes my list of questions. I'm just scrolling back up. Oh, I see a couple of questions on my best bets. Anything else, fellas? We want to hit trying games we haven't talked about that we, we got to be... get our best bets in. Yeah, let's do it now. Started eleven. I actually haven't. Let's do it now. Uh, okay, mine. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. VCU plus three. Uh, I'm basically daring Richmond to play a good game. 
Uh, I don't think they played a good game against Rhode Island. I was on them. They've covered. Hooray. Uh, VCU's better, guys. And I'm assuming, I've never been to this game, but I'm assuming VCU fans, there are plenty of them at this Richmond game. Obviously, a huge rivalry. Uh, prove me wrong, Richmond. I'm, I'm daring you. VCU plus three. Yeah, I can't believe these teams are priced like equals. I, I, yeah. I think VCU's been yeah. better with Ace Baldwin. I agree. I can't believe I like Richmond there, but hey, whatever. Um, here are my two best bets today. Yes, going to um, trying to ride that wave of of uh, momentum from Thursday. Taking two kind of bad teams at home, short dogs, terrifying. Excuse me, but I'm taking the runners, UTSA at home, catching a touchdown, and Western Carolina catching four at home to Sanford. Now, Western Carolina got throttled by Sanford first meeting, go around. Uh, they've been way better at home this season, though. Um, it's a team that relies heavily on the three. It's an erratic team, and I think those splits make sense for an inexperienced young-ish team at home. Just play more at ease with the friendly confines of the familiar arena. I think some shots go down. I think the uh, what's the mascot? What's Western Carolina's mascot? Catamounts. Catamounts. Thank you. That's the mascot <laughs> done. And UTSA. Um, been feisty. I think people think they suck, and it turns out they don't suck. I think Hudson's a solid coach, and he's got a decent enough roster there. Good spot for. The Roadrunners, I like yeah. them. Plus, Plus two of their guys are back. Ivy Curry's back. Jang's back. Curry's back, and Jang's back. He almost went pro. So, yeah, I, that team is not devoid of talent. Germany up front, so four sometimes. So, I like the seven there. Team. Yeah. Yep. I like it, Matthew. Uh, I'm going to as well, because why not? Like, we're, we're just, we're cooking. Uh, I'm 1-0 in my last one best bet, so let's go. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going with the Little Rock Under for my first bet. Um, I they, they are playing very slowly right now. Their rotation is down a ton of pieces. And they got their big man Marich back in, which makes all the sense in the world that they would play slower and get get into the paint. App State certainly isn't going to run, Matthew. That's not their MO. Uh, the number 132, I like the under there. I mean, last Little Rock game sailed way, 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 way under. Uh, I'm hoping we get the same thing here. My second is a side, the big A-Sun battle of the day, the two undefeateds. I'm taking yeah. Jacksonville State plus six. I think these teams are pretty close to even no Keegan McDowell likely for Liberty, a basically a 50% three point shooter. They're a little worse with him, not on the court spacing the floor. He's still in COVID protocol to my knowledge and Jacksonville state can shoot against the pack line. They, they are one of the best, like 20 teams in the country in three point percentage, which shocks me. But uh, against that Liberty pack line, you need to be able to hit a couple of shots to loosen it up. And I think the Gamecocks can do that. So I don't know if they went out right, but I think they can. And I think six is too many. Yeah, it's probably one of the best uh, under-the-radar mid-major matchups of the awesome day, Jim. Yeah. It's a great game. I like the over, just to add another, uh, not a best bet, but an additional bonus take on that. I think both teams can score. Uh, that's it, Kai? Great. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. 11-01. Oof. Go watch some games. Good luck on your bets today. Huge slate to get through. We will see you on Monday, actually. We are off tomorrow on Sunday. We'll see you back on Monday at noon. Again, thanks to Bet Rivers. Thanks to the Field of 68. Thanks to the three-man weave, Jim and Matt and Kai. 